morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Reveal and Heal. You know you can't heal if you won't reveal. I'm Coach Deb. Listen, we have an amazing guest today, y'all, and I really want to just launch into this thing, but I want to go ahead and share with you that you can follow us on all podcast outlets. You can follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, uh, all of them, as a matter of fact. Just go into the search engine, and of course, what you need to do is put in Relationship Lounge 19. You know, um, I'm not okay. Why we have a radio show, and I know a lot of y'all faithful listeners have been paying attention, and you've been listening to us on ReallyRealRadio.com. We're every Tuesday and Thursday from four to five p.m. We are uncut raw conversation. We're a panelist for about ten people, and we are talking about the issues that we're not okay with in our community. And that's not to say that other people don't matter. It's just that we got some things we need to fix in our community. So I hope that you're not offended out there if you're listening and you are not a part of the black community. We love you anyway. My guest today is Sandra Small. Sandra is an amazing woman. She's a prophet of the Lord. And I know that she has a word in her belly. I pray that something is said today that will compel you to go out and make a difference in someone's life this week. This is Motivation Monday. New week, new goals. Y'all put your hands together and show your love for uh, Sandra Smalls. How are you, Sandra? I am doing great. How are you, my friend? Listen, I'm always like totally beside myself when I have the opportunity to host, you know, these conversations uh, because it is so important that we speak our truth and walk in our truth. Yes. And my hope is that everyone comes with a story, a testimony of something that God has put on their heart to share. Because mm -hmm. if you've lived so many years You've got a lot of stories in you. Yes, yes. So my hope is that what is said is a blessing to someone and it motivates, encourages, and inspires. I believe, I believe that God has put something in you. I want us to begin this morning with you telling the good people that are listening, who is Sandra Smalls? Who is Sandra Smalls? Wow, that's a good question. I'm just getting to the to the place um, in my life where I am now at the age of 51, discovering who I really am. And I know to some that might be like, wow, you're 51, you don't know, you know, knowing who you are goes far beyond your name, your first and last name. But I've learned and discovered who I really am in this last season, coming from one place to another place, discovering who I was, who created God for me, who God created me to be on this earth. And so I discovered that there was more to me than just me. And so I learned that through um, trials, tribulation, and also deliverance that um, I came into my truth of who I really was. I'm, I was born with a prophetic gift, but I understood that that is just the function. That is not who I am. Right. And so once I began to discover what I was put on the earth for, and my main goal, my main desire, and who Sandra Smalls is just a servant of God, one who loves God, one who desires to see God's plan fulfilled in the lives of his people. That's who Sandra Smalls is. I just want to love people, and I just want to see the people of God possess all that God ordained for them to have. That's who I am. That's amazing. Are you a mom or a grandparent? I am the mother of two children. I have two sons. 
and I have four grandchildren. Yes, I have two sons and four grandchildren. Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Now, yes. you know, I just got to ask, because you know how we are, honey, we iffy when it comes to them <laughs> grandbabies. Are you one of those? Are you, are you one of those that, that, that will let the parent know, wait a minute now? <laughs> I have my, look, I, I have to wait until I get the umption from the Holy Ghost. I can't die. I can't, I can't roll like that. I'm trying to keep a connection. I'm trying to keep things, you know, in the right perspective. So even though sometimes um, I want to, you know, say certain things of the grandparent, I have discovered that that don't work. <laughs> so I have to stick the Holy Ghost on them. And once the Holy Ghost kick in, it's very well received. So yes, yes, it's a that's yes wisdom. and a no to that. That's wisdom. Y'all listening out there? That this this is like prevention. So you yes. don't have to worry about going head to head with them young parents that think they know more than you do. That's right. That's correct. You know, let's <laughs> talk about let's talk, let's talk about you. Let's reveal and heal. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we spoke earlier and mm -hmm. I shared with you that your topic was this is my exodus. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. You know, because when the Lord gave it to me, I mm -hmm. said, oh boy, I know she got a story you know, <laughs> uh, pertaining to that. Because, you know, with every topic, I always pray mm -hmm. because I'm mindful. Mm -hmm. This ain't, this is not my platform. This is God's platform. And he trusts me to do my duty, right? Yes. So yes. I want to be in his will at all times. I don't want to just say stuff just to tickle somebody's ear. That's right. right. Yes. When he gives me something, my prayer is that the person that is the guest, they can relate to it and have something to say, because I believe that what God gives to me, he's already prepared the person that it's related to. Yes. Yes. Most so definitely. I want you to share this uh, today, this morning, mm -hmm. share something that God has brought you through. Share mm -hmm. your truth today, something yeah. that you would have been ashamed to share, you know, if it had not been that the Lord was the one that delivered you, healed yes. you, and set you free. See, yes. when God does those things and you understand that your life is not your own, when he does those things, you understand that, you know what, it wasn't for me, it was for his glory. So we, yes. don't, have no, we don't have no problem in sharing it. Am That's I right, right. That's right. That's correct. That's so, so true, yes. Yes, ma'am. Let's reveal in here. Would you share today? As you were talking, I'm like, well, what, where do I stop? There's so many things that the Lord has done in my life. And um, just, just thinking about it, I get full because I understand that, you know, that the hand of God always was with me. Now I know. And I didn't know that, you know, when I started this journey with the Lord. But there were many, many, many things that the Lord had delivered me from. Even though I received him as my Lord and Savior, I still had to go through a process of deliverance. And that was something that I was never told. I was never told that even though I was saved that salvation and deliverance is the same thing. You know, we have the salvation and deliverance. When you get saved, that's what salvation means, deliverance. And I did not, you know have a real good example around me to let me see what deliverance was all about. I saw salvation, you know, people, we you know, we go to church and um, we read our Bible, just the, just the things that we normally do to get a relationship with Christ. But 
the deliverance part is what was always left out of my life. And I went through a whole lot of things. I was saved, but I wasn't delivered. Right. And so I went through a whole lot of things and I, I, I'm grateful to be sitting here tonight. Do you hear me this day? I'm grateful because I always did my testimony. If it hadn't been for God, I would never be here nor in ministry. Because there were many things that I was, you know, going through and the Lord brought me out. One main thing that um, I, I pray to touch somebody's, somebody's heart today. Um, when you asked me about that, I had said in my mind, thinking that the Lord wanted me to go one way. But when you say tell your truth, when you're truly been delivered, you don't have anything to be shamed or you don't have anything to hide. It, you know you delivered. And so um, I want to share this to, to most of the, the young women and women all over to know your worth. I did not. I was saved. I was delivered and I didn't know my worth. And okay. because I didn't know my worth, um, I got, I've been in a lot of a relationship, ungodly relationship being saved that I should have entered into um, at that particular time before I got the deliverance. And I didn't know I needed deliverance. And so, you know, I've learned through this journey that Every moment is a teachable moment if you allow God to teach you. You better say it. And so I didn't know that I needed that deliverance until I found myself. I, you know, God will let you do what you want to do. He gave you a will. And sometimes when we don't get an answer from God, we get, we do things prematurely. And one thing, because I wasn't delivered, I got married once prematurely. And I married the wrong man. And so I didn't know, a part of me knew it and a part of me didn't want to because I wasn't delivered. And see, when you're not delivered, there are certain things that you attract and certain things that attract you. Come on now. And so a lot of times if we don't, if we're not delivered from certain things, you know, especially as a prophet of God, we, we have an eye to see everybody else. And so through this process um, of being delivered, the Lord taught me this one thing. Take the, the pole out your eye first before you can attempt to take it out of somebody else. So I learned to do a self-examination. Back then, I didn't know that. But now, that is one of the key points of my walk with the Lord. Even when I do something as a whole, I always include myself because I'm always in a place of being delivered. So going back to what I was sharing, getting into a relationship, when you don't know your worth, you find yourself um, just going along with the flow, especially if you haven't been healing your heart from old wounds and scars. And that opens you up to low self-esteem and just a whole lot of things that you really don't pay attention to as a woman. And a lot of times, a lot of times we think it's love, but it's not love, it's lust. And there's a difference between loving someone and being in lust. And so when you, you know, after everything is said and done, I said that the Lord went and out, you know, Lord ain't gonna stop you from marrying who you say you wanna marry. And so I remember asking the Lord, I, I, I did ask, but the Lord tell me, he said, you know, I said, Lord, just let me, if I, I'm gonna be real transparent with you. I said, Lord, if you just let me, I just, I just wanted to be married. I did not want to be alone. Come on now. You and I did not want to be a fornicator. That was my main thing. I didn't want to be a fornicator. And this is a perfect example for those that make an excuse to have sex. That's a perfect example. 
And so <laughs> getting married is not a, 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 a way of escape to defeat the desires of your flesh. And so <laughs> if I could be real transparent, that's what I was doing. I did not want to fornicate, but I didn't have the release from the Holy Ghost. God did tell me, he said, you can do it. He said, you got a will. He said, you can, he said, I'm going to let you try. The Holy Spirit said, I'm going to let you, go ahead. You go right on ahead. He said, go ahead. But it wasn't a peace in my spirit. So it was like, this was a battle. Okay, I don't have the peace, but I, I, I don't want to keep doing this either. And so I'm like, okay, I got to make some kind of decision. Uh -huh. So went on and got married anyway. And to God be the glory of you right now. When I, when I tell you, um, I ended up not only marrying the, the wrong man, but my life was literally destroyed. It was an assignment from the enemy. Nice. And when I sit here and tell you that I'm only here because of God, I really do mean that. Honey, you speaking to some people. Come on. And now. so a lot of times, first thing I learned through all of that is not just to wait on God for your mate. Not just wait on God, but know your worth. You don't have to accept anything or anybody because you want to be loved. The first thing I had to get a, a hold of is how much God loved me. I had to embrace that. See, when you get fulfilled, that love with God, that's a completeness. That's a, that's a void. That was a void that needed to be filled. So sometimes, even though when we're saved, those are voids, and those voids got to be filled. And that, if you, if we planning on really sincerely living for God, we have to give Him our whole heart. We cannot have, you know, give Him our hearts. And so that part of me wasn't fulfilled completely. See, sometimes we look, we get into a relationship because we want a man to complete us. And so what I've learned through that is to allow the Holy Spirit to work on me inside out. And so when I said, when I say this to you all, <laughs> I lost, <laughs> and, and I'm a type of person that grew up, I don't believe in divorce, but I was homeless two times, two times because of this relationship, wiped so, out. So you were homeless. Of, you were out of the will of God. You I was out of the will of God. Yes. Yes. And because of that, I even I even went to jail. Speak your truth. I, I even went to jail when all this ever occurs. A lot of people, people see the backdrop, but they don't know your story. People don't know my story. I have a many, many, many. That's why I took this opportunity as an opportunity from God because I know that. You know, it was a set time for me. This is my first time even talking about it. But I was going one way, but the Holy Ghost said, no, they need to know what I've done for you and what I brought you out of. And so during that, <laughs> like I said, I lost the two homes because I really wanted my marriage to work. I did not, even though I, even though I had an Ishmael, I still wanted to get, <laughs> I still wanted to work it. And so every time I would try to go back and work it, this man would just clean my house. I would come home and I will have not even a nothing. Sis, so <laughs> listen, now, I'm sorry, but did you, what you say you had? <laughs> it is smell. Girl, <laughs> listen, and then, 
That's exactly yes. what he yes. is. If he is not the one, <laughs> you done gave him a name. Did y'all hear that this morning? <laughs> y'all need to put that in the comments. My God. And Ishmael. Premature, not of God. You can go down the list on it and call it what you want to call it, but you know, we can give birth to Isaac or Ishmael. And if we don't wait and it comes, but you get it before time, it's an Ishmael. And it ain't gonna produce nothing in your life. It's, it won't produce anything. It won't be fruitful. It won't, it don't have no life, no substance. <laughs> it, it's just that's what I went through. I went through a life. I felt like somebody just opened the door and it, and it, it just wasn't, it was an assignment. It was an assignment. It was an assignment. It was an assignment. And I, I didn't yeah. know that then because I was not delivered. Yeah. And so I went through that, lost everything, had to end up going back to stay with my mom. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. It was so, and, and let me, and let me say this, and let me say this. Not only was I, well, not only was I saved, but I was a minister of the gospel. So I'm saying that to let people know that we're not exempt. That's exactly you know, right. A lot of time you see the anointing, you see the power, but we, I have, we have struggles yes. just like anybody else. Like anybody I have else. to call on Jesus. It's like, you got to call on Jesus. That's right. <laughs> and so a lot of times people see ministers and, and they think that, you know, we don't have no issues. There's a lot of issues that we deal with. If you're going, if you're going to love people and encounter people, you're going to go through some things. You're just going to go through some things. Yes. And so, um, after all, it, it took me a, it took me a long, I didn't, I, I got to a place where, let me go back. I'll say, go back. Okay. This last time when, um, cause I wanted my marriage to work last time, um, I was arrested at my own house, thrown out of my own home. And I can't go back to my own home. I ended up losing everything. And plus I went to jail. And so this was this experience, you know, the Lord always has a sense of humor. Yeah. And I, the Lord began to make me laugh. And I said, Lord, I don't want to laugh right now. I said, I don't feel like laughing, Lord. And so this particular song came on while I was on my way to jail. And it was saying, I'm laughing now, but I wasn't laughing then. Because like I said, I did not, you know, there are times when things happen, you just don't think it's funny. That's right. But God has a way of God, the spirit of the Lord was just trying to lift my spirits up, but I just wasn't trying to, I just wouldn't, I just didn't want to hit it at that moment. And so this song, I think it, I don't forget who sang this song called Celebration. Celebration. Girl, that's cool in the game. Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang was on cool in the gang was being played while I was being arrested. And I'm like, Lord, this is not funny. I said, this is not, I'm saying, oh Lord. And so I did not know, not only, see, we know when the word says that, a lot of people say that all things work together for the good. Yeah. I didn't feel like this was going right. to work together for right. my good. Right. And so doing that particular, that's one section of the process of my deliverance that even when I went in, I had an opportunity. Let me say, let me say this. There were people there that I had ministered to on the streets. Mm. And so when they saw me, they was like, they yeah. could not believe yeah. why are you here? Yeah. And I was just so shamed and so embarrassed that I was just speechless. And so this was this was really got me. I had a debit card, money in my pocket. 
And the Holy Spirit said, you're going to spend the night tonight. I said, spend the night? Yeah, you're going to have to spend the night. Me and God has a relationship like that. And so he said, you're going to spend the night tonight. So little did I know, even the people that were there, um, I had an opportunity <laughs> to have Bible study <laughs> and to be able to share. It, it was a moment that I, you know, for all the pain, it was a painful, painful moment. But at the same time, it was joy because of the lives of the people that were able, I was able to touch through the Holy Spirit that night because God just knew who was there and who was going to be there. And so the very next day, I got released, finally got, got, got released. And um, the Lord began to, you know, I began to ask myself, how did I get here? What, what is it, you know, sometimes we go through things and then we want to point the finger. But we have to always ask ourselves, where, where did I go wrong or where did I open the door? It has, what are you trying to teach me, God? What is it that I didn't get that I need to get now so that I would find myself back in this, this you know, that situation again? And so it took, I took a, I took a um, you can call it sabbatical for ministry. I took a sabbatical for ministry. Maybe I won't say it here, but it could be more than that. And as I began to um, search my heart and ask the Lord to, to show me, because I know I needed deliverance. I said, what, how did I open this door? How did I not see this coming as a prophet of God? How did I not know? And you know, the Holy Spirit said, you knew, you knew, but the flesh, the flesh desires, you know, that, that lust, it desires certain things. And if you don't, if we don't see, sometimes we know that we have issues and if we don't tend to them, what happened to me is it ended up to be a stronghold and I didn't know it. And you know, it's, it's <laughs> this is one of my pet peeves in ministry. Wherever you are in ministry, make sure you're around your leaders, that love you, that cares for you, that will rebuke you, and that know and can easily communicate with you and, and share truth with you. Because a lot of times um, we be we sometimes we sit in places and we're not delivered. And that reminded me, I said, Lord, you mean to tell me, you know, ain't nobody saw my scars, ain't nobody saw my nobody could, I mean, nobody. And so a lot of God re reminded me, you know, your, your salvation, you have to take that seriously and you got to get delivered from things that you left behind. When we say it, those, those little things we used to do, we don't get delivered, they don't disappear. You know, you can't, you, can't, you can't medicate it out. You got the cast that has to be cast out and you have to get deliverance. And so I began to take some time and Whatever it is, I ask God to just show me things. You know, what is in me, Lord? What's in my heart, God? And God began to show me that I had a lot of rejection in my life. And that opened the portal for me to allow different things to me to be able to attract things and things to attract me. And so I began to ask God, you know, in different areas for that deliverance to take place. And I, I want to, to say this, and even um, with the deliverance taking place, it took me a long time to get to the place where I would be free in my spirit to even 
uh, minister again because I wanted to make sure that what was in me did not get out to people. And so I took a long time to, um, to set aside some time for deliverance in my life. And I stood here today to tell you, God delivered me from that lust. <laughs> God took that thing from me. I had to tell you as a witness. So, you know, God will deliver, but you have to have a desire to want to be delivered. See, sometimes we, we want the pain and the, the consequences to go away. We don't want the consequences. And so then we, we want the prayer, but we don't want the freedom, the liberty that comes with it. And so I am a pet peeve. I, last week, I think I was in the training center, I was teaching about leadership and deliverance. Because I, I want to know that as a leader, I needed deliverance. And a lot of leaders will not admit that. <laughs> but if you, it, it, takes, it takes a place of humility. It takes humility to get you to that place. So I had to humble myself down. I had to humble myself so that I can get delivered because I didn't want to find myself serving God, uh, prophesying, and then be walking in, in, in lust and different spirits when that is un, as an unclean spirit. And so I did not want to minister to God's people until he released me. And like I said, it was a long time. In fact, from my marriage, this is 14, I've been syllabus 14 years. That's a, that's a testimony for real. And you know, I believe the people that are listening this morning, they're interested in knowing what did you do during the time of your sabbatical, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that waiting period, because I believe that when we're in a waiting period or in a healing place, we we still need to be busy. We don't need to be sitting on our hands, mm -hmm. you know, in a space where we're being condemned because God is not the author, you know, of confusion. He didn't come to condemn us, but to save us. And we are the one. It's yes. us who the condemning. You know, everything that you had to go through or that you went through, it was for his glory because he yes in hopes that you're able to reach others. But what did you do during that waiting period? You know, why God, why you were being healed? You, you know what the Lord had me do? He had me to, he had me to focus on other people. Okay. You know, when I work at the hospital, God began to turn my attention to what was really important. Okay. You know, because sometimes we lose track as leaders of what's really important when it comes to ministry. And so he, he told me to get your eye off yourself. There you go. Take your eye off yourself and find something. If not, he wanted me to do everything was behind the scene. He didn't let me go on and grab a microphone. I, I needed to do things in secret. It was a many things he would have me to go and maybe cook a meal for somebody and just whatever I can find to do to serve, but it wasn't in a church atmosphere. It wasn't in that kind of atmosphere. Right. And I had to wait for the instruction, but he, he had me to a place to, to just focus on others more than myself, because the more it seemed like the more that I was getting into a place of just focus on being healed, it, it seemed like it was a struggle. Right. Because I was focusing too much on what had happened right. and the healing couldn't come forth. Right. Because right. I was, you know, sometimes we could get in God's way. We try right. to insist him, right. but he really didn't know what he did. So he really just got me into a place where I would be doing something for somebody else. And um, that kind of um, 
not took my mind off of it, but it gave me a different perspective when it came to ministry, when it came to my life. It just, it just shifted my whole perspective. It really did. What I thought, it changed my perspective about serving. Yeah. It changed me because, I, you know, before, you know, we have, an, unless we really get a revelation and understanding about what we're supposed to be doing, we have a tendency in the kingdom to do stuff repetitiously. Uh-huh. What we see other people do. And so that's what I was doing before. But during this process, the Lord allowed me to focus more on serving and focus more on love and how, what love really is. And, you know, he, he taught me about suffering and giving and being meek. And he was building my character. He was really, really restoring me and building my character and just teaching me that the, the, the qualities and the things that I really need to develop. I need some things that needed to be developed. Not I just didn't need heal, but I need some things to be cultivated, some things I never did pay attention to. Like we say we love, you know, in ministry, nobody ain't gonna come out and say, well, we don't love people because how can you be in ministry without loving people? But sincerely loving people, so he was getting me to the he was getting me to the very root of the matter of everything I was doing and, and allowing me to focus, put my attention on others by learning how to cultivate fruits and learn how to really love and serve. And he just he, he was really teaching me, getting my mind off me and turning my attention on what kingdom is all about. And when that happened to me, then my life, then I started ministry. That's when the ministry started after that. What would you say to people that go through things in life and they uh, prefer to just cancel people? They prefer to just be alone, out of the way of other people, don't want to be bothered, don't want to talk to anybody, don't want to go anywhere. They want to work on themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you work on yourself (laughs) if it doesn't include engaging in other people's lives because i'm a firm believer that when you need a healing go where the sick is at that's right that's right you actually heal while you helping others to heal that's right what would you say to someone that you know is going through uh uh you know uh, uh something that 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 they're ashamed of and they won't let it go they won't let it go. It's like everything is wrapped around that. They can't grow from what they went through because they just keep beating themselves up. And you know, it changes your whole heart. Yes. The mean yes. people. You don't, you know, it's like you're you 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 don't you don't care how you talk to people. Folks know when something is going on, it just messes with your mental. Yes, it does. What would you say to someone that's going through uh something like that right now? I would say, you know. I'm a, I believe in this, that you need to find somebody. I didn't say everybody. You have to have somebody in your life, especially as a leader, that you can be open to and transparent with. A lot of times that happens because we're not, this is what I learned through this too. When we're not open with the spirit of love, sincerely, people don't know how to confront you with their issues. And so if you can find that one person that you can honestly go to and say, hey, I messed up. And you know they ain't going to judge you. Every believer, every person needs somebody in their lives that they can be transparent to. I don't care how anointed you are. 
every Jonathan had David. Everybody needs somebody. And if you if you're in that place, you don't think you need nobody. You're dealing with the spirit of pride. And the Bible says that before pride comes, there comes a fall. And so we have to be very careful that I, you know I don't we don't have a lot of, of people or you don't have to have a gang of people around you, but surround yourself with people that can, that sincerely loves you, know you, and will take the time to to help you through your deliverance. You know, and being by yourself is the danger zone. That's a place of depression and oppression. And that's when the enemy would have us to lie that we won't get delivered. He wants you in silence. He don't want you to speak. He wants you to turn the lights off, get in the bed, pull a cover over your head. But the devil is a liar. That's a place where the enemy comes and torments you. And that is not of God. Get around, get godly counsel. Get around some godly counsel. If, if, you, if you can't find nobody, pray and ask God to send you somebody. Ask the Holy Ghost to send because you, you deliverance. People don't talk about deliverance no more. Seems like all we focus on is getting to heaven, but we got to get delivered. The blind cannot lead the blind unless they both will fall into a ditch. We've got to get to a place of deliverance. The body of Christ got to get to a place of deliverance so that people, if, if we're not well, how can we how can we heal those that are sick if we're not well ourselves? And so I would encourage that person that is listening. If you don't have that one person in your life, pray and ask God to send you the help you need. And this is one thing that we cannot do while we're waiting on help. The help might not come the way you want it to come. So we can't be judgmental when we need help in, this arena, in that area. Because sometimes your help may come through somebody. Your help might come through Walmart. Just looking at a particular person and seeing them going through things, God might send somebody just to hug you, to smile at you, to be a blessing to you. So be open, not, but not, I know you're in a place of getting, I mean, you're in a place of getting delivered. You still have to be open so that you can receive your deliverance because you don't know how it's going to come. Right. So final question, mm -hmm. how do you want to be remembered? Wow. You know, I think about this coach, Jeff, I think about this so much, you know, <laughs> being selfish all this time. My perspective about God and the way I've been doing things and how ministry and how things are now is really shifted and changed. And I just want to be remembered as a servant, one just who serves God and serves the people of God. I want to leave a legacy of love. You know, I've, I've learned to, um, to really appreciate God for who he is. And I understand that God doesn't have to use me. He don't have to bless me. He don't have to do anything. So out of all he had done for me and the love that we share, the love, the intimacy. I'm at a place, Coach Dale, where I feel like whatever God wants me to do, that's what I want to do while I'm remaining on this earth. I want to fulfill destiny, but I want to be one who known that serves God and honors the Lord with my life. Well, you have truly uh, been a blessing, uh, sis. I, I appreciate your transparency, uh, you, you laid it down. 
you laid it down. You laid it down. Um, you actually um, said so much. Um, you just want to ponder, you know, because the truth needs to be told. You know what I'm saying? Yes. A lot of people sweeten up their, their truth. But I don't believe that a truth does any healing, you yes. know, unless um, it is true. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, you don't, it's not affecting. That's right. That's correct. Yes. And so, well, you said so much and I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. My prayer is that someone, if it was yes. just one. That's right. Yes. One, we did our part, right? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we did. It was just one, we did our part. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, I, there's not a lot of times when I, I'm speechless. It's just that I'm, I'm grateful for this message because you spoke to me, uh, Sandra. I could relate so, so much to your story. Uh, and that's why I'm here today. And I'm just so grateful that you're one that won't hide behind shame. You're like, shame, get out the way. I got to tell it. I got that's to tell it. That's right. I understand why God gave me the topic for you. This is your exodus. It's new beginnings for you, sister. Yes, most definitely. Monday motivation, Monday motivational quote is new week, new goal. Yes. New beginning. I hope that that um, resonates in someone's spirit today, that it's new week, new goal, new beginning. Yes. Thank you so much for saying yes. God bless you. It was an honor. It was an honor. Thank oh, you. Well, you know, we're going to have to do this again. Yes. <laughs> you got to come back uh, because there's more, there's more to share. And I always want people to be a part of the platform that don't mind telling the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help you God. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Relationship Lounge Presents Reveal and Heal. You know, you can't heal if you won't reveal. 100. <laughs> so uh, please uh, continue to follow us on all podcast outlets. You can go to YouTube and also like and subscribe. Go to Relationship Lounge 19 and look at all of the podcasts possibly that you have missed. You know, just catch up. And remember, we are a podcast. You can hear the radio version by going into all the outlets and hearing everyone from two years ago. Once again, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for taking out the time in your day to be blessed, to be encouraged, to be inspired. I'm Coach Dan. Have an amazing day. You deserve it.